Today on Reverse the Post-Op Regain, we are discussing a key nutrient that is often forgotten after weight loss surgery in favor for protein. Now, I know we talk about protein a lot, but it's not the only key nutrient that we need. Now, this particular nutrient decreases the risk of cancer, improves gut health, improves bowel regularity, and improves satiety, which will make it more likely that you'll keep the weight off long term because you'll feel fuller for longer. Have you guessed what the nutrient is? It's fiber. So today on Reverse the Post-Op Regain, we will discuss all things fiber and how to actually make sure that you're getting enough fiber in after weight loss surgery. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Soraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Start off with, I wanted to go through what is fiber and how do we accurately define it? So fiber is plant matter that's not digested by the small intestine. Essentially, it gets passed to the large bowel where the gut bacteria in there tend to ferment and create gas and it adds bulk to the stools, which ultimately helps our stools pass easily and with more regularity. After weight loss surgery, constipation can be really common and it can be caused by a variety of factors and not just not enough fiber and not enough fluid. Several reasons can be the cause of the constipation, such as, for example, taking an iron or calcium supplement, having weak abdominal muscles, using pain medications or antidepressants that increase the risk of constipation, not getting enough physical activity during the day, using laxatives or enemas frequently, and ignoring the urge to actually open your bowels. So when we are constipated, either we are ignoring our body signal that we need to go to the toilet now, or if we don't actually feel the urge to go for those reasons said before, or because we're not eating enough fiber, fluid, or doing the activity, the body then tends to reabsorb the water in the large bowel, which is in the stool, and you need that water to help the stool pass. So hence why water is really important to keep the bowels moving. The longer the stool is sitting in the colon, the drier it gets and the harder it gets to push out. To improve constipation, we have to improve a myriad of issues, but the first three I like to focus on is the triangle. So the triangle being three points, increasing fiber, increasing fluids, and getting regular physical activity. Fiber is a key nutrient that we should focus on after weight loss surgery. For one, it helps with bowel regularity. Due to the filling effects or the satiety that fiber gives us, because it takes a long time to break down, it gives us that fullness that we desire, particularly in those longer term stages after weight loss surgery. So it keeps you fuller for longer. This ultimately helps with weight loss and reducing grazing between meals, but also reducing the risk of weight regain. It also lowers cholesterol as it binds to cholesterol in the bowel and takes it out into the feces, thereby improving your heart health and also gut health. 
Fiber promotes the healthy gut population by increasing the diversity and the population of the gut bacteria, which ultimately influences the host's health. You can find out more about that in my gut health episodes earlier this year. Finally, we know that fiber reduces the risk of bowel cancer, which is quite common in our in Western population. So it is something that is really important to be mindful of, particularly after weight loss surgery, as we are always so concentrated on protein. So there's two different types of fiber. Technically, there could be three if you wanted to count resistant starch as a fiber form itself. But typically we go through two types of fiber. There's soluble fiber and insoluble fiber. So as the name suggests, soluble fiber is a fiber that absorbs water into a gel-like consistency. Soluble fiber slows down digestion and it's typically found in things like oat bran, nuts, seeds, beans, lentils, barley, peas, and some fruits and vegetables. This soluble fiber is typically found in metamucil, for example, or psyllium husk, as these swell in the bowel and they help absorb water, which then ultimately helps pull the feces out of the body. This fiber is a great fiber to help lower the risk of heart disease because as the name suggests, it swells in the gut and it swells with absorbing the extra cholesterol and takes it out into the feces and out of the body. So this is the one that you focus on if you are trying to reduce cholesterol in the body. Then you have insoluble fiber and insoluble fiber adds bulk to the stool. This fiber tends to help the food pass more quickly through the stomach and intestines, which makes sense because the body doesn't actually digest it. It just empties into the bowel undigested and it needs the gut bacteria to help break down those fibers to actually help you get some nutrients out of it. However, if you have too much insoluble fiber and definitely don't drink enough water, you may be at risk for a bowel obstruction depending on your prior history. So it is important to get a balance of the insoluble and soluble fibers. So insoluble fibers, I forgot to go through, they're found in fresh fruits, vegetables, and complex carbohydrates. It's also found in nuts and seeds and anything that really doesn't break down really well. The third type of fiber that is often forgotten is resistant starch. Now resistant starch is where you cook grains or potatoes and you put them in the fridge and eat them cold. It increases the type of fiber called resistant starch which ultimately is a type of fuel for the gut bacteria in your large bowel but I won't go through that today. You need 25 grams of fiber after weight loss surgery. Now going above and beyond this 25 grams of fiber may do more harm than good. You might get diarrhea, you might actually get worse bloating and pain and indigestion so it's not recommended to go too far beyond the 25 grams of fiber but I find more people struggle to get to 25 grams of fiber. To work out how much fiber you're having, Easy Diet Diary or sometimes MyFitnessPal has the complete data of the foods that you eat. So I'd recommend inputting what you are eating into a meal diary or a meal planner to actually count out what you're eating per day. Then what you want to aim for in terms of increasing the fiber to get to that 25 grams per day is to make sure you have some type of plant food at each meal. So for breakfast, making sure you either have a serve of complex carbohydrates or a piece of fruit. This will add around about three to five grams of fiber. For your snacks, pick Vitaweets rather than Cruskets. And if you choose Vitaweets over Cruskets, you'll add another one and a half grams of fiber. So it all adds up at the end of the day. You'll get bonus points if you choose Rivita over Vitaweets as two Rivitas have four grams of fiber. Another way to add extra fiber is to consider adding four bean mix a quarter of a cup into your salad at lunchtime. Doing this would add around three grams of fiber. Now this is the same for any type of legume. So it's roughly around three grams of fiber per quarter of a cup. 
For afternoon tea, you could add in 3.2 grams of fiber by having some roasted chickpeas and a piece of fruit. The piece of fruit, depending on the fruit, could be up to another three to four grams of fiber. And at dinner time, adding in three stalks of broccoli adds three grams of fiber. Adding in some corn, creamed corn for example, a quarter of a cup has three grams of fiber. And having a tablespoon of peas, which will add another 1.5 grams of fiber. Try to keep the skin on where you can with the fruits and vegetables because the nutritious part of the fruit and veggies is obviously just below the skin and within the skin to actually get the fiber. For breakfast time, you can also get the high protein granolas, which often have around about five grams of fiber per serve. Just make sure you keep to the recommended serving size. Each product will be different though, so make sure you actually check the label when you're reading it. The other easy way to add extra fiber in is to add lentils and legumes when you are cooking mince dishes. So adding in some red lentils or some green lentils will boost up the fiber by again, three grams per quarter of a cup. So it will add up over time. The other neat trick that will work really well is to use the high protein breads. There are high protein, low carb breads that you can buy from the supermarket, particularly Aldi, Coles and Woolworths. And these are typically made with a type of fiber to actually get that level of protein. For example, the Aldi high protein low carb bread has two slices of that is about 22 grams of protein and 11 grams of fiber. So you knock off about 50% of your target of 25 grams of fiber just in those two slices of bread. I agree, you probably can't finish two slices of bread, but you might have one at breakfast and one at lunch and that way you spread out the protein and you've also spread out the fiber. So that plus whatever toppings you put on with your vegetables and fruit and nuts and chickpeas throughout the day you will get to that fiber amount. It is important here though, that you do need to seek individual advice. If you have diverticular disease or an inflammatory bowel disease or irritable bowel syndrome before trying to add in more fiber as you might do more harm than good. That's it for today. I hope there's been some suggestions on how to increase your fiber naturally through your diet. There is always supplements that you can use. I'd rather go through food first and then add in supplements to obviously supplement what you don't get through your natural diet. I hope that was helpful. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. And reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.